Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today again is Andrew Keeby. Welcome, Andrew. It's great to be here. Andrew uh, works with SPO, and we've been talking about the importance of St. Paul's Outreach, SPO, in his own life. Um, but let's begin with a prayer before we continue. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we ask for your peace this day, um, the peace which the world cannot give. Settle our hearts and our minds from all of the anxieties of this world, that we may rest in comfort, the comfort of our identity of sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father. We give you thanks, and we ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, um, Andrew, we've been talking about St. Paul's Outreach, um, SPO. Um, Andrew told me that uh, we're rebranding. We need to brand it SPO more. So I'm uh-huh. going to keep working on SPO, SPO, SPO. We'll That's how we got to say right. it. Yeah. So one of the things that really impresses me about um, SPO is the importance of community and friendship. Because really, if we if we really boil it down, evangelization and discipleship, for that mat- you know, matter, it's all about relationship, about community, about friendship. And uh, so, you know, it, it's any successful apostolate emphasizes community and friendship. But um, SPO does such a wonderful job about building community. And I just um, wondered maybe if you could explain why it is so important, other than the fact that, you know, the Lord did it, you know, that this is his model. But why is community so important in the in the life of SPO? Yeah, absolutely. The w- there a couple years ago, I was doing a training and I had this kind of interactive PowerPoint going up on the screen, and I said to the, our missionaries and interns, "What are college students struggling the most with?" And the kind of word cloud built, and there's all these different answers, but the most answers made the biggest word, and that was loneliness. College students are lonely, and we are lonely because we're made for relationship, which is kind of the the opposite, the antidote to loneliness. We're made as sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father, and that relationship is, that's where we find fulfillment. So when, when that's not lined up, we're lonely. And when we don't have Christian community, we're lonely because we're just in self-serving community. We're just in self-serving friendships. And so that's the, that's the need that we see out, not just on college students, but especially on college students, that there's so much isolation and individualism that, relate, relate, that, um, that results in loneliness, that we get to bring something that's powerfully different, a powerful answer, we our, our brand promise, if you will, is live deep relationship. We want to live deep relationship, and that's vertically with our Heavenly Father. We're in deep relationship with Him and horizontally with one another. That's that community and that friendship that, that we have one with one another. And then we bring this to campus, which is really spiritually poor, is, is starving for relationship. So... That's why it's it's so important to meet that need. The what what happens here when we build our households and we build our small groups and we you know to live deep relationship, 
we are fostering a, a really deep habit of prayer where we're continually, day after day, seeking the Lord, seeking our Heavenly Father in prayer and in the sacraments. And that creates incredible spiritual momentum of encountering our God in a daily way, in our common prayer, in our, in our worship. In our, and we start to build with these students a way of life that is aimed at God in a relationship with him. And that unites them together. And that's this horizontal dimension that is this accompaniment where we live a common way of life with a common goal and we do it through the good and the bad, the you know, with the people that we prefer to live with or we don't, we we spend time together. I I like to say that close quarters produce perfect love. Because we get to the place when we're in close quarters with people where we see them at their worst and they see us at their worst. And in that relationship, in that friendship, that communion, we still choose to love one another. And that's where love is perfected. And that that prepares us for our vocation. I mean for, for us to live long-term with others. You know, the vast majority of these students are going to be fathers and mothers, husbands and wives, and they're now ready for this kind of deep friendship and relationship, this, this gift of accompaniment. You know, I, I did a series of interviews with the missionaries here at Columbus, um, and a lot of it, a lot of the testimonies that they were bringing up from their own lives and then, you know, from the ones they've met is this sort of superficiality that they, when they first went to college, there were these sort of superficial friendships, you know. Um, and then, you know, what really also struck me was in the, um, at the wedding reception of Brad and Nina, um, who are both SPO alumni, right. um, how, um, you know, both in as the bride as the bridesmaids and the groomsmen were talking about Brad and Nina, they were talking about sort of the authenticity of their friendship, you know, and and the deepness of their friendship. And I wonder, my first question, I guess, to you, maybe you can throw out some of these things, is w- why is it that um, relationships are non? I would say non-Christian relationships are so superficial. You know, why why is it that college students aren't finding satisfactory relationships out there? Is there is there something in culture or society that is keeping us from genuine relationships? Yeah, I think I mean there's a there's a lot there. I think a, a couple initial responses are around kind of being selfish. I'm I'm looking out I'm looking at life through a lens of what serves me and how I need to do this and that needs to get transformed to what what's God inviting me into uh, another might be this kind of quick attention sp- or kind of short term I, I can get anything I want instantaneously and we all know that relationships don't just click like that. I mean, mm-hmm. so there's a few, but like the really, really lasting ones, the deep ones have to go through the trial and the, the, the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think college students aren't willing to, you know, they, they're just not ready for that. I think that they also are really seeking entertainment. And again, relationships are the richest thing we, we can have, but it take, it's not that quick entertaining thing and so they're kind of always seeking that so they I think they move from friend group to friend group and and don't have that kind of those kind of deep roots 
that build the kind of relationships we're made for. And, you know, it's interesting. You talked about the common, the sort of common life of the household. And that does kind of build an experience together. Yeah. Even in successful secular friendships, there's usually a common experience. But, you know, I think ultimately we would say a common experience centered on Christ is right. is going to be, I mean, it's really the same thing like with marriage is, you know, permanent marriages are from this common life centered on Christ, you know. Yeah, you know, when someone says yes to household, what they're saying yes to is kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. at Ohio State, I want to I wanna be a part of this brotherhood or this sisterhood, so I sign up for household because I see how rich it is. Then SPO picks what house they're going to live in, who their roommate's going to be, what their schedule's going to be, what they're going to eat. You know, we have common food. It's kind of crazy. But when you find yourself in that kind of position where you're just completely off and you you get a little bit of this Acts 2, you know, the Acts of the Apostles, Mm -hmm. Chapter 2, and Acts of the Apostles, Chapter 4, where you see kind of them holding all things in common, you, you get a piece of that. And when you start building a lifestyle of holding all things in common with one another, it's really powerful. And, and that that flows outward. I mean, it, it's just contagious. So now you have this missionary impulse where the, the students, they've poured out their life for one another. They have these deep relationships, and they want to go out. And when someone comes into these houses, they just sense something rich. They sense these people have something powerful to offer me. You can feel it. I mean, you, you could feel it at the reception mm-hmm. that you yeah. were noting. I mean, Brad, I mean, this is Brad's story, but he came up to me and said one of his, uh, you know, someone there who hadn't been to church in a long time came up to me and said, if church was like what your wedding was, I'll come every week. Yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, there was this powerful community gathered for worship, and that's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's the witness we can offer. The... Uh, what about friendship in the in the last kind of remaining uh, moments of this of this segment? Um, I was wondering what about about friendship? You know, because you know you live in household. You know, and it's interesting is you know you you know there's certainly probably some people in the household you're closer to than the other, but then there are these sort of lasting bonds of friendship, and I guess the importance of um, I don't. I wouldn't want to say particular in any negative sense, but of of particular friendships that arise, you know, from household. Absolutely. I mean, you you have this common vision, these goals, this way of life. You share this experience, like we were talking mm-hmm. about. And I mean, what's powerful is you actually often come out of something like household with friendships with people that maybe you wouldn't have picked. Maybe it weren't, they weren't like preferential, you mm-hmm. know, we listened to the same music or we had the same, you know, taste in whatever else. But you actually see a powerful complementarity when you, when you spend this kind of time with one another and these kind of margins. I mean, it's, that's so fun. I mean, that's what, those are the memories from family growing up, right? You remember yeah. the dinner table, you remember the vacations, the adventures. There's so much of that that happens when you build a kind of family-like atmosphere on campus and then you walk away with these these long-term friendships it's it's so powerful to see excellent beautiful well let's end with a prayer in the name of the father son holy spirit amen lord bless us bless us especially with the gift of true friendship and of authentic community we ask this through christ our lord amen Amen. and this has been conversations on discipleship until next time peace and all good